what's everybody? Welcome to the X Button Podcast. Today is Friday, the 27th of January. Yes, it is already near the end of January. Like I said last episode, time flies, brother, especially when you're having fun, which we like to do on this uh, podcast. Wow, don't know why I stumbled. Uh, I was on a roll for a second, then I stumbled. Now it's ruined, okay? I don't even want to do the pod anymore. I'm sorry. Uh, no, I'm just joking. Um, how's everybody doing? You guys never answer, and I hate it. Uh, I personally... Just want to thank you guys so much because we are over 4,700 plays total. Uh, this show has been going on for like three years, I think, or two and a half years uh, at varying rates. You know, it's been like one episode a week or uh, three episodes a week, and it's varying. So thank you guys so much for all the support. I appreciate all the support on the YouTube channel, uh, the X Button Podcast on YouTube. Feel free to come by, leave a like and a sub. And uh, come check me out while I'm streaming. I stream a lot. That's mainly what I do on that channel. I am producing some video content that I need to edit still. Wink, wink. Um, and that should be out soon regarding this episode, actually. Um, and then, yeah, that's basically all. That's I think that's basically it, if I remember correctly. Um, how's everybody doing, man? I hope you guys are having a fantastic week. I know it's been, you know, we don't get the fun pre-Fridays lately uh, because we usually past couple weeks i haven't had an episode on those days but uh you know let's celebrate a little pre-friday today happy pre-friday and happy friday you know even better you get double for the price of one uh thursday went well this week has been well everything has been well i'm blessed i'm happy i'm i'm very excited for a lot of things coming and guess what one thing i was excited for yesterday that i'm excited for today even still uh, is Dead Space, which is being released today. So hopefully you guys do have some time today to play it. Hopefully you guys like it. Hopefully it's good. It seems like reviews are up to nines-ish, eight-ish, nine-ish, ten-ish. So uh, fantastic. I'm, I'm glad to see uh, a game being brought to a modern time and still maintain its score, uh, if not improve a little bit on that score. So, and that's all I ask, really. Uh, obviously, making these games into modern times is going to be a little tough and especially trying to like appease the modern audience and appease the retro audience because I'm pretty sure like on the old dead space, you had little stations you had to go to, to save even. Uh, and if you didn't save, you would have to start back where you were, you know, it's, it's that kind of deal. Is there autosave now? I don't know, but hopefully there is because, uh, that sounds like a quality of life thing that they could add. Um, but we'll see. I'm going to be playing that tonight. Be talking about it on Tuesday. Give you guys a, a little review. I should have it done by Tuesday. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I'll be streaming the whole thing on the Xbox Podcast on YouTube. So come and stop by. And say hi. Bly, bly. Fly, fly. Uh, I'm excited about doing that, to be honest. I'm very excited to play that. I've been playing a little game called Monster Hunter Rise lately. And I want to talk about that a little bit. Uh, but first, let's talk about what have I been doing? What have I been playing? What have I been watching? Uh... I'll have you guys know. Let's talk. Let's talk a little bit about movies, right? Um, I am a person that believes, at least in my current point in life, that the classics of anything—classics, you know, classic movies, classic classic books, well, maybe not books, <laughs> classic games, classic TV shows—I feel like the ones that are renowned, like *Sopranos*. I think I'm going to get to eventually. Uh, things like that. Like I eventually got into Final Fantasy. Um, just movies that I need to watch for so long. Um, when I was a kid, I watched a movie called Airplane, uh, which is a very adult comedy. 
I watched it with my step uncle or not my step uncle, my second uncle. And he loved it. It was great. It was a very funny movie. But at the time, I couldn't get a lot of the jokes. I was just a kid. I was younger. And there's a lot of adult jokes in there. So to um, to watch it now in 2023 is kind of weird. But uh, it's also like showing how funny that movie is. Oh, my God. So I actually completed that recently. I completed that on Wednesday. And uh, it was just fantastic to actually see like this old classic show or movie rather um shine even today like it's kind of timeless and uh that might be the downfall of like hitting up some of these classics like somebody at, at my uh, work told me to check out Casablanca which I have yet to try out like that I feel like I've heard about that movie all my life and I never checked it out um kind of like Clockwork Orange I remember like a lot of people were talking about that movie for a long time and I was just like I never checked it out I checked it out it's pretty great um and then like Pulp Fiction, obviously. There was a time. I think I watched that in like high school or something. Uh, there's a lot of things that just come around to you. But I, all in all, I feel like you need to enjoy the classics and try out the classics. Uh, even if you're not that interested. You know? Like, I'm not a big Alien fan. But if somebody was like, hey, let's have an Alien marathon or something. I'd be like, fuck it, let's do it. You know, let's let's actually... Uh, let me sit down as an adult where I can pay attention and focus. And, you know, watch and remember these movies. These great experiences. Uh, one, one example was evil dead. I did that recently, but this week I did one that is very renowned and getting a game for it that I never watched in my life. I've seen a scene, maybe a scene or two, but I never watched the movie. And that was Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark. Now that's the first Indiana Jones. It's 1981 still holds up. Still amazing. Uh, I think that. A weird movie like that, like it's such a classic, but it's also like it has funny moments, like when he shoots the dude, when he's like flicking around the sword. Uh, you have the you have like Nazi monkeys. <laughs> There's like all kinds of weird stuff. It gets like supernatural at the end, which I did not know at all. I thought Indiana Jones was based in reality. I had no idea. So to see that, I was like, whoa! And then the face melting scene and things like that. Uh, the car chase. There's a lot there for like a modern audience to actually make it very entertaining. And it's, it's great, man. It still holds up. Uh, it's a two hour long movie, which is un, un, uh, common for movies in the eighties, at least early eighties to be a full, you know, two, two hour long movie. But, uh, next week, I think I'm trying out the next Indiana Jones and the week after I'll do the third one. Uh, so I'm very excited to try them out and keep it going. But, uh, I'm very happy to have experienced it now. I get a lot of like, I get a lot of uh, references now, and uh, it's just cool, man. Like especially with like Evil Dead and Airplane, like there's a lot of references I've seen in other content that I just never put my finger on. But after watching, I was like, oh, that's from that game. Oh, that's from that moment. Oh, that's a reference. I absolutely love it. Um, so yeah, movies are great. <laughs> that's all I got for you. Um, what else? TV shows. I'm not... Oh, yeah. Last of Us. I talked about it last episode. Go check out the last episode if you want to hear my impressions. They are mostly positive, but there are some gripes I have for sure. Um, then, the games. What, what games am I playing? I, If you've been following my stream, you know already. I've been playing Dark Souls 1. Not for the first time, but I am doing a full playthrough. It's going to be on hold for a while because Dead Space is out and I've been deep into Monster Hunter Rise. But there's a, there's that, all right? 
There was this weird lull since uh, what was the last game that came out? I don't even really remember. Uh, sheesh, it was a while, huh? Elden Ring, no. Oh, God of War Ragnarok. Jeez, that was like the last big one that came out that I played. I guess. Uh, I get or, or either that or Pokemon, maybe. Um, but yeah, there was like a big stint where I was like, "There's nothing. There's nothing. There's nothing to play. Nothing to." Nothing to spend my time on. Nothing to come home to. And then, a week or a couple days before Dead Space drops, I decide to rebuy Monster Hunter Rise. And you're, you're like, why would you rebuy it? How would you rebuy it? Well, the thing is, is I bought it on Switch digitally. So I own it already. But I was like, this thing runs like crap on here. You know? Absolutely runs like crap. Uh, I think like a year later or a couple months later... They were like, hey, we're going to release it on PC. I was like, bet. I'm not going to play it, but bet. And then they were like, yo, we're going we're to release it on Xbox and PS5. And I was like, oh, trophies. Okay. I'm in. And then I checked the price. It said $40. And I was hesitant for like a week straight. And I was like, I don't know if I want to do it. I don't know if I want to commit to that. I don't know yet. Uh, Dead Space is right around the corner. And Dead Space isn't a long game, so I'm not like that hurt about it, about buying it. But... um yeah, I decided to buy it on PlayStation 5, and what that led to was me falling deeply in love again with Monster Hunter. Monster Hunter is fantastic. I, it's one of those games that like I played a long time ago, and I have very fond memories with, And but they're select memories. Like Certain people got into like the Generations Monster Hunter on, uh, I think it was like 3DS and stuff, and Wii U, or I think it was Wii U. Um, but yeah, like people got into those ones and, you know, some people stayed with the handheld ones like nonstop. My first Monster Hunter that I played was Monster Hunter Freedom, the first one on um, on PSP. Then we got Freedom Unite on PSP, played that one. Then uh, there was a Monster Hunter on the 3DS that I played. I can't remember if it was 3DS or DS, but I'm pretty sure it was a 3DS one. Uh, played that one, got a little bit into that. And then uh, Monster Hunter World, you know, took me over, man. I thought that game consumed my time, man. I had friends playing it. It was like fresh off of, uh, what was it, PS4. Um, it was not too far into the PS4's lifespan, I, I think. And to have like a bunch of friends on it at the same time that we can just team up and go hunt down monsters, it was fantastic. So the predicament I'm in now is it's the modern times. So what happens? Jordy Boy buys it for $40 on PS5. His friends download it for free on PC slash Xbox for Game Pass because it's on Game Pass. And hey, great value, but God damn it, is it, is it ruining my friends? What are we doing here? Okay, we need to get trophies. What are we doing here? Um, so that aside, I've been playing mostly solo. I started playing a second playthrough on PC for Monster Hunter Rise, and I just started a new character, and I was like, whatever. So on the PS5 version, I had started with the longsword and was like, okay, let me try a new weapon that's uh, a little different than what I used in Monster Hunter World because Monster Hunter World, like I said, consumed my life. So I was like, let me try a different weapon. So I tried longsword. I like it. It's not bad. It's a little slow. It takes a while to charge up and hit people. And I didn't really fully understand some of the elements of it, like why there's a glowing sword on the top left. But I will say that it was pretty great. I, I did like the weapon, but... I, when I went to PC, which was like a couple days after my PS5 start, um, I was like, screw it. I'm going to go back to the Insect Glaive because that's the weapon I use in Monster Hunter World. Let me try that again. And 
lo and behold, I absolutely love it. I realize why I love that weapon because I know it so well and it's fantastic and it's fast and it hits like hell and you get a good one and you just like tear through monsters. So that being said, I, I needless to say, I went back to PS5 and then I said, hey, threw the fucking uh, long sword in the trash can and then I got, you know, got me my insect glaive. So the insect glaive is awesome. It's one, it's a weapon. It's like a dual, dual blade staff or whatever. Like picture a staff with two blades on each end. Uh, and then you're spinning it around and you have this little bug that you can shoot out and it'll hit them and you extract a red, white, or what was it? Yellow. Uh, it's like an orangish or whatever. Uh, and then it comes back to your weapon and it imbues your weapon kind of, and gives you like a buff. So you can hit them in the head and get the bug back and it'll give you like an attack buff and and I forgot what the white and yellow do. Um but you do that and then you can do like crazy combos in the air. So one cool thing is you can hit R2 and X and it'll like launch you in the air like your weapon. You stab your weapon in the ground, do like a flip and then you're just like spinning in the air like an acrobat. It's so crazy. Uh such a fun weapon to use. So I highly recommend if anybody wants to try Monster Hunter World or Rise or any other Monster Hunter, try the Insect Glaive. It is a blast. It's not too difficult to understand the bug thing, but it does take a little bit. So I would learn the bug thing. But overall, if you're just like spinning around and hitting stuff, it's fine as is. Okay. You don't have to like, you know, you don't have to trick it out really. Um, but yeah, the insect glaive has been fantastic. I am HR two now, which isn't very far at all. But, uh, I realized that after you're doing some HR one quest in the hub world, you have to kind of go to the gathering hub area and, uh, or I guess the, once you're doing them in the village, you have to also do them in the gathering, uh, hub. And after doing a couple of those, I hit HR two. So it's a slow burning HR progress, but I'm getting the mechanics down more and more. And I'm starting to like, capture, po- uh, capture Pokemon. I always want to say that capture monsters and, uh, make them pay for what they've done by living. Um, but yeah, man. Monster Hunter Rise, dude. I really didn't expect this out of it. Because like I said, I played a little bit on Switch. And the Switch ran so bad that it was like 30 frames per second, maybe. Or 60 frames. I'm not sure. But it, it looked like uh, anti-aliased out the at the wazoo. It was like so jagged looking. And it's just awful, man. And while I, w- while I do say that, the Monster Hunter Rise PS5 and Xbox port and PC port, they graphically look good but they're good, bad graphics. If that makes sense. Like they're high texture, high res, low effort, low poly graphics in comparison to modern design. So the game still looks like a very nice PS three game, but it plays grand. It plays in like 4k or 1440, I think actually. And it, uh, it pays at 60 frames and it has all these like settings and What's interesting is the Xbox and the PS5 version actually have a menu to customize the graphic settings, which is something that you don't always get in console games, if ever. So to see that in a console game, it's like, hey, this game is so easy to run. Here's some options so you can power it up or power it down. Uh, So you can make it look like trash if you want, or you can turn it up. I have it fine-tuned. I think I have the graphic setting at like 125%. Uh, I think I have uh, motion blur off and stuff, but it still looks like... It looks like a modern game pretty much. So uh, I'm very happy to see this game kind of come back into my life. I feel like buying a full price Monster Hunter Rise on my Switch and like not getting any use out of it 
bums me out, but now falling in love with it again in 4K, or not 4K, I keep saying 4K, maybe upscaled 4K, 1440p, whatever. Anyways, modern graphics. Uh, it makes me happy. It makes me happy to see that this game is actually grabbing me now, and there's a DLC coming called Sunbreak, and I'm very excited to try that out. Uh, I think it's might be already out on the Switch version, but I'm, I'm not playing that one. Uh, so maybe if I go a lot of places in the future, I might want to bring my Switch and play it on there. So it's not a, the worst thing in the world that it's on there. It's just like, it's it's limited, you know? It's a limited thing. Uh, but Monster Hunter Rise is fun. I am glad to have it. And it's something I can go back to whenever times are boring. Like, after Dead Space. Dead Space is apparently only like 12 hours or so. So after that's done, I'm going to be like, what do I play now? What do I look for? What do I do? Well, on one hand, I do have Dark Souls 1. I do have other games to play. Monster Hunter Rise might be the main time thing until I beat it. Ayo. Uh, but, yeah, once I finish that, I might go into, like, Donkey Kong Country 2, hit up some Dark Souls 1, da 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 um, But, yeah, it's a fantastic game. I, I don't know if I can rate it yet. I, I guess I can. I This is an early rating, I'll say. But um, I think with its, like forward advancements i think if this game was a full like uh, developed game for a uh, a powerful console first and then downgraded uh, i think it would be even better like if they took monster Hunter world and downgraded it to work on a switch i think graphically it would look impressive on both but um the fact that it's coming from a switch to all these modern consoles it looks a little weak in the graphics department and doesn't feel like fully like a modern game but I do think the the fun, the uh, you know the the improvements they've done, the quality of life stuff they've done, the easy well it's not even easy the hub world they have. Uh, I think it's like a as I was telling my uh, you know friend host of the show Steve, I was telling him the game is stuck in between the ancient archaic ways of the past, which is a lot of like like before they used to have like hey po- health potions and whetstones you had to have them individually they're not unlimited now they're unlimited because it's more modern it's easier to do and it doesn't take the stress of like all right i gotta go back to camp now let me leave this monster and make this this game even longer um they sped it up a bit for modern times but it's still like a little long in the tooth you know it does feel like you're doing damage spongy stuff at the beginning uh, i already know since i played monster in the world that that does cut down uh tremendously as you get better weapons and uh, learn weaknesses and stuff. So it's not the worst thing in the world, especially if you like capture stuff. It's just in the beginning, it might feel like a grind and that is a downside to any new player. So it was hard to get like some of my friends into this game, let alone uh, get, you know, stay with it. (laughs) So that's the knock. I would say this game is a solid eight out of 10. I think it's a fair, fair rating. I do love it a lot. Uh, I just, I, I have to like knock it a couple points for like the graphics and not being, uh, there are there are maybe some things they could do better in terms of gameplay and quality of life. So I'm kind of like, I'm stuck in between because it is a great game. But um, yeah, maybe maybe if it sticks with me, maybe after the DLC, maybe after uh, more days of playing, I might knock the rank rank uh, the ranking the rating up to maybe a nine out of ten. But for now, it's a solid it's a solid eight out of ten. It's not bad. It's not the craziest. Uh, it's just something I'm kind of in love with right now. So we'll see where it goes. I'll definitely update you guys on a newer episode. Uh, but, you know, until then, let's uh, let's talk about something else. Let's talk about a little bit of hardware, brother. Let's talk about some video game hardware, dude. So 
there's a little thing that dropped yesterday. Uh, I know, weird day to drop a Thursday. What the hell is going on? Um, the DualSense Edge, which is a uh, Elite Series Two style controller for the uh, for the PlayStation, which is the they're like top what a top of the line pro controller is basically how people are calling it. It comes in a hard shell case, which feels like the same plastic as a controller. It's like uh, not really what you would expect. I kind of was expecting a a more grippy feeling case. This feels like very slippery and like like hard plasticky. Um, so that is a bummer. But the controller itself is actually pretty solid because I personally think the DualSense is one of the best controllers ever made. So getting this controller, I was like, oh, even better. It has more features. So what you get out of the box is uh, a bunch of back paddles. You get two back paddles. You get two uh, back little nubs that fit in the same slots. And they basically are spots to uh, function. You hold the function button or whatever, and it basically keeps a button tied to mapped. That's the word I'm looking for. It maps buttons to the back buttons. So if you want your jump to be on the back paddle or your crouch or your, your shoot button or whatever, uh, you can, you can map it on the fly really, really easy. Um, so that's pretty nice to do. It has a, uh, it has a trigger stops on it where you can actually, uh, switch it to a light trigger to where you can actually quickly tap for a quick shot. If you're trying to do like a shooting game, for example, you can do mid for like slightly quicker and then you can do the regular for just like a full pull, you know, thing like a normal dual sense. One thing they don't really tell you though, uh, which I think, well, they, t they do tell you probably deep in the manuals or not even that deep in the manuals that you, but, uh, the triggers will not have adaptive triggers unless they are on the standard setting. So the standard normal dual sense, full pull triggers, that's how you get the, uh, adaptive trigger feel. Um, otherwise, it you know if you if you put the trigger stops on, it's not going to react to any trigger uh, adaptive trigger uh, tricks that are happening. So there's there's one thing, uh, just something to look out for if you do get it. Haptics feel great. I will say one thing that I I don't know if it feels this way on the normal dual sense. I started playing Gran Turismo, was using the back paddles to shift gears, and I was like, oh, this is cool. This feels like I'm driving a real car. But the triggers, so. And I think it might be assisted by some of the trigger stop technology in there, but the triggers are harder to push. Like naturally they're easy, right? Like if they're just idle, you hit them, you hear that, you hit them, whatever. But if you are doing Gran Turismo, I was driving a Lamborghini or whatever, and I was trying to stop or slow down around a turn and it felt like I was like struggling to push it. And I was like, what is happening? Uh, whereas on the dual sense, it's like that, but it's very light. It's not like, it's not that noticeable. It felt strong. And it might've been Gran Turismo and the car I was driving. Maybe it was fine tuned to the strongest, but it felt like I was pushing with like some strength with my finger. Um, which is impressive question mark and interesting question mark. Uh, but then you also have the, uh, moving on from that, we also have the triggers or not the triggers, the sticks that come in three different flavors. They have a concave one that is similar to the normal dual sense sticks. You can pop them right off. And then they also come with the uh, convex ones, which are like the PS3 ones, but they're really grippy. They're not as like loose and, and easy to uh, grease up as the old ones. And they have a tall version and a, a short version. And, that, and then that's pretty much all that comes in the box outside of one other thing. But uh, 
for the controller itself, that is the gist of what happens. You also get a charging cable and you get a charging uh, cable lock, which is like a, a little contraption that clasps on to the end of the cable. And it basically lets it to where you can plug it in and hit the lock on it. And it'll keep it from pulling out of the controller. And the more I think about it, I'm like, I don't know the purpose of this. I don't know the, the benefit of locking it onto your controller. Not only that, uh, the plastic piece is a, I mean, obviously heavier than the cable. It's a plastic piece that's a little, you're putting weight on the end of the cable. So it is like at risk of like wiggling that cable over time, I, I'd imagine. Um, and it doesn't really integrate with the case at all. There's a Velcro pad on the back that you can pull it down uh, and stick the cable through to hit your controller. But it's not as intuitive as, say, the Xbox Elite Series 2, where the the uh, the cable does go through the back, but it hits a brick that is basically a wireless charger in a way. Uh, that when mounting a controller on top of it, it'll you'll hear it vibrate and like it'll just start charging. And then you can just pick it up off that little brick on and off whenever you're ready to play. Uh, whereas this one, I have to like open the case, unplug it. And then when I'm ready to like plug it back in, I have to like grab the cable, put the controller in, then plug it in the back. Like it's more manual. You can't just have it sitting somewhere uh, in the background and not have to worry about charging it. So that is a little bit of a bummer. I think they should have thought more into the case design. But the case design, other than that, is pretty solid. It has a spot in the middle for a... Um, extra joy, a joy con, a joystick, which the, the analog sticks, I don't know what I call them, joysticks. The analog sticks do come out, which is, which is, uh, interesting. They are released by a switch on the back of the controller. And once you do so, whoops, uh, there are two little levers on the inside of the controller that you can actually lift up and pop out. And then once you're you know, once you're done with that, you can put any new stick or if you wanted to store an extra stick in the case, it's basically a slot in the middle for that as well. So, uh, yeah, all in all, they thought about a lot with the case. I just think it could have been better. Uh, so the 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 case itself is is something that like because the only thing I'm no, sorry, the only reason I'm criticizing the case so much is because the Elite Series 2 is so good with the case. I love that it's just like a wireless charging type deal. Uh, it does have like extra contacts on the back of the controller, but there's no no real reason that they couldn't have done that with the the DualSense, at least to my knowledge, unless, you know, whatever. I'm not, I'm not, I don't know. Maybe there was a reason, I don't know. But um, so far, I do like the controller. It has little grips on the bottom too. I feel like it's a solid controller. I can't wait to try more. Uh, I did feel an advantage whenever I was playing Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Uh, I think I was able to snap around really fast. I think swapping profiles on the fly with the function button is actually really nice. So let's say uh, I have it as like circle as my as my right paddle, my uh, X is my left paddle, and that's my Modern Warfare profile. Then I can hold the function key at any time in any game, and it'll pop up a little menu, and I'll say, okay, let me hit X for my Fort or not, what my Gran Turismo paddles, which is like square and X on the paddles. So I can do that on the fly whenever I'm ready to play Gran Turismo. And then, boom, now I'm able to shift gears as I'm driving and da-da-da-da. And then say, oh, I want to play Fortnite. So I can uh, switch to my Fortnite profile where I have it set to the uh, clicking the right stick in is, is tied to one of the back buttons. So now I'm, like, crouching with one of the back buttons instead of having to press the stick. 
there's a lot of like benefits, a lot of things you can do with this controller that I haven't even touched the surface of, but you can then fine tune settings galore, like everything with the controller, the triggers, the sticks, a lot of things you can do with the normal dual sense. Uh, but it's exciting to see them actually take this leap into this type of technology. I love, uh, when, you know, I loved, I loved when Xbox did it and to see Sony, attempt it even if it is just a small upgrade to an already great controller it's awesome i think it's great uh what would i rate it out of 10 um the dual sense edge so far at least in my uh day of trying it out i think i would maybe get it a i think i would also give it an 8 out of 10 because uh one thing i would do would be I would have maybe made the plastics that are on the controller more high grade, like maybe a rubber of some sort, similar to the DualSense Edge. And I know it's, or not the DualSense Edge, the Elite 2. And I know that's like comparing too much, I get it. But also like if you're paying $200, which the Elite Series 2 ranges, I mean, you can probably find it for like 180 or something. And the thing is like made of metal and rubber. It smells like a brand new car when you get it out of the box. It's insane. So to see this at $200, uh, a premium price, you are getting like a heavier, more put together. It's solid as a brick. It doesn't feel like it's it's not bending at all. It's not doing any of that. Uh, and it looks great. It does look fantastic. I kind of wish the, uh, the middle part wasn't shiny black like Darth Vader. I kind of wish it was like matte or something. Uh, but the back triggers and everything make it feel really, really nice, grippy, like it's not about to fall out of your hands. And for pro players or anybody who does any competitive gaming, I'd say there's a strong benefit for that. Uh, the downsides, I do think the textures of the uh, of the actual con controller could have been a different material. Like I said before, rubber, more metal, whatever, a little bit more premium quality. Um, and then the case itself could have had a built-in charging station type thing that you can just lay the controller on much like the Elite Series 2, because as much as I don't like comparing them to, even though I have to, I will say that that is like a feature that I'm like really bummed it doesn't have. Because once you have it for the Elite Series 2 and you can just like plop it into the case whenever you're ready to get done gaming, uh, it's kind of upsetting to know that like, oh, this is still, this is a step back in, in terms of like a premium controller and it's roughly the same price. Uh, with inflation, it's technically more than the you know elite series too so all in all i do like it uh, i think eight out of ten is fine i think eight out of ten is fine for monster hunter rise as well uh and i hope you guys are trying some of these things out i hope you guys get the elite uh or the elite god damn it the dual sense edge i hope you guys check it out i do think it's worth checking out so if you guys are interested at all definitely hit it up uh it's a nice controller and comes with a very long 10 foot cable which is pretty sick um and the case is hard Case is hard as hell. Uh, yeah, I hope you guys play some Monster Hunter Rise. I hope you guys play Dead Space. Let's get some Dead Space gameplay this weekend. Uh, and come stop by the stream. The stream uh, info is in the description of the of the podcast. So feel free to check that out. And also, again, thank you guys so much for, uh, for listening and watching. I appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, feel free to come check out the stream. I'm streaming all the time. I'm streaming Dead Space. I'm streaming all kinds of stuff. And if you're iffy on Monster Hunter, I stream that too. And also, any stream I do on YouTube is immediately put into a VOD, so you can literally access all my old streams. I fully played through God of War. I played through um, all kinds of stuff. There's a bunch of games that I've completed on there now. Uh, so go check it out. I have a lot of content on there. I appreciate any support. And, uh, yeah, 
check me out. Uh, have a fantastic weekend. Have a safe weekend. Show somebody you love a new video game or some video game that you like. Spread the video game love. And uh, I'll see you guys on Tuesday for some more video game content. Most likely a review for Dead Space. Have a fantastic weekend. Enjoy yourself. And I'll see you next time.